Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. Uh, tonight, uh, we here on the East Coast of the U.S., we were... Oh, Owen dropped. Uh, we were on the East Coast. We got bombarded with a uh, snow nor'easter. Um, but, uh, you know, me and Owen have survived. However, because, <laughs> because of the craziness of the past, what has it been, uh, four days? Um, oh, yeah, it, I haven't well, had time to do is, anything. <laughs> well, exactly. The problem is that we, 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 like everybody else, we get the forecast. And once they start talking about snow and they start going above, like, six inches, everyone starts panicking. You know, I don't know about you, but if you tried to go food shopping at any point um, late last week or early this week. Dude, it, that's it, my job. People... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, all right, well, then can you answer the age-old question? Why do people buy bread eggs and milk, milk before the snowstorm. Why? Why I have, do they buy I those have, three things? Listen, are they making I, goddamn French toast in the blizzard? What are they dude, doing? <laughs> I have no fucking idea why they buy it. Some people, they don't even eat it. They don't even eat it. I swear, I shit you not, man. So, yeah. for people that don't know, I run a, uh, I run a grocery store, and I'm like the, the I guess you would say the, the the top guy, the top boss or whatever. And the past four days have just been utter panic. You would think Mm -hmm. that it's the end of the goddamn world. I would hate to see (laughs) what happens when it really is the end of the world because it's crazy, man. It's just, it's just insane. And you know, what's crazy. The the craziest part of the whole thing is this. You'll have all these people run in, and they wait in these long lines, and they're fighting with – like literally at our store in Philadelphia, uh, they were fighting over the bread. We had to have L- security in the aisles to keep people from fighting over the bread. Um, <laughs> I, I shit you not, Why? man. It's like, Why? Why? I don't understand, man. Day without bread. <laughs> Listen, I ran out of bread. Carbs are bad, man. <laughs> hold on. I ran out of bread this weekend, and I went to the store uh, yesterday real quick to grab, like, a few things so I know I'm going to be, like, stuck inside and, and I'm almost out of coffee and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I didn't, even, I didn't even go anywhere near the bread aisle because I knew it was going to be a shit show. I'm like, I yeah. can live without bread. <laughs> I don't, if you're going to, like, if you're going to be stuck in your house and you want to indulge on some food, buy some bacon, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Something I mean, you else. can't get much better than bacon. Uh, so I mean, like, come on, jeez, buy some candy or chocolate, peanut yeah. butter cup. Yeah, I mean, oh man, it's let's, crazy. No, no, it's just, listen, it's a snowstorm. You know, I want, I, I, I want something. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be stuck inside until it's until it's calmed down enough. Then I'm going to be outside digging my house out and my car out. I'm not going to come yeah. inside and make a cold sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't, yeah. You know, I'm buying pasta. I'm buying, like, something that will be nice and warm when I eat. Like, you know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whatever. It's just, it's just insanity. And so what I was going to say is the craziest part of the whole situation is is that you go and you wait in those lines and you do all those things. Yeah. And the whole purpose is is that so you can stay in your house 
when it snows. <laughs> but they still come out. <laughs> I mean, it's like, wait a minute. And they'll come in and they're like, oh, I forgot butter, man. And it's like, what? Come on, man. Why, why, why do you need butter? <laughs> I mean, Again, I, you, you couldn't survive one damn day. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that's Whatever. that's all it is. It's like one day and then, you know, but, you know, it's just utter chaos. So, you know, 12-hour days, the past few days, uh-huh. and like, you know, I mean, between the, oh, the rough estimate, I guess, between the stores, I think we did something like maybe close to $2 million. Jesus. Yeah. See, your your life and job is hell before the storm. My yeah. life and job is hell after the storm because I <laughs> find out about the guy who needed the bread so badly he took the car out in the middle of the storm <laughs> and like slid on ice and plowed into four other parked cars and then I got to deal with that. So yeah. you know that that's like you know that that's what's funny to me and that's what um, will probably be my entire day tomorrow is dealing with all that stuff. But it's just funny. Is and and it's obviously the world comes grinding to a halt when the weather is going to be absolutely bonkers. So yeah, so but you know what? You know what? Snake stuff doesn't come to a grinding halt. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, we were supposed to have a guest, but um, like I said, I I just didn't have time to put it together. So. You know, I figured, what the hell, we'll wing it tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't even put you any topics together. <laughs> exactly. You people will listen and you will love it. Yes. We're just going to improvise. That's what I'm best Goddamn at. But, right. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see. So, um, yeah, uh, I think the, 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 the most exciting thing for me this week, and it's one step closer towards uh, uh, upgrading NPR Studios, is I bought a brand new computer. Um, I went back and forth and I was like, I was on the fence and I'm back and I'm forth. And, you know, I got, uh, I got my bonus from, uh, last year and, uh, we did quite well. So, uh, I bought a Mac, I bought the 27 inch 5k retina display, you know, that whole deal. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. Should be here tomorrow. Um, Oh, but so you couldn't toy around with it all day because you were stuck inside? Yeah, today would have been the perfect day, but, you know, I, I guess know. Uh, would have been a bad day to deliver. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, I'm looking into uh, – I've been watching some YouTube videos of, uh, uh, you know, like getting better podcast uh, mics and stuff like that and, uh, you know, see if we can uh, take NPR up to the next level. The other thing, you know – for a long time, I've wanted to do videos, um, which, by mm-hmm. the way, if, if, if uh, the listeners, if you haven't had a chance to check out um, Terrell's uh, video, I guess it's under Designer Exotics. That is what his thing is, right? Shit. I can't believe I might have screwed it up. I don't know. Let's just go with um, it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it, but I'm going to look it up as I talk. But um, All right. He did a, uh, he did a video on um, – uh, how he edits his videos, um, which was nice. which was pretty cool. Um, he had a lot of information in there. Yeah, I got it right. Designer Exotics. Um, Excellent. Uh, just on how he puts everything together, because he does some nice work with uh, with his videos, and he's pretty uh, 
pretty astute when it comes to uh different kind of tech stuff and whatnot but um i'm i'm i have uh what i did today is i mapped out um just like i do with the shows i'm gonna i'm gonna up my uh youtube game but i'm gonna you know under eb morelia um but uh just have uh try to release an episode a month you know a short nice. video of uh some stuff i got the video equipment and whatnot and now that i got this new computer uh i heard that uh iMacs are quite good at uh editing video and such so kind of excited I about heard that as well yeah so it's I, I just don't have the patience to do anything like that so yeah i imagine i'll just have a guest spot on your little youtube thing every once in a while so. <laughs> yeah, you could be like Chewy. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're gonna blindfold you and no, stick your hand in the scrub no. cage. Is that what you want to do? Dude, I got, <laughs> dude, I got bit by, I got bit by my one tiger male today, mm-hmm. and it was a food response bite because he's a chick, and he bit the down worst. on my index finger right on the knuckle. So it's like, uh, really? So it's already puffed up. It's bruised to high hell. And I'm oh, like, God. oh, and, it, and he did that this morning, and then I had to go shovel. So, you know, by the time I'm done, I really hated him. So, um, but that sucks. So, no, I'm not doing that. We're not doing that intentionally. <laughs> gone, gone beyond my days of getting bid for things for like $5. Well, so, yeah, I mean – I looked out in the world, you know, this is, uh, I, I'm surprised with all the, uh, the ease, if you will, uh, of being mm-hmm. able to record videos and such that, uh, a lot more people aren't doing it. I don't, I can't find any real good content, uh, you know, other than what Terrell is doing. And Bill used to do, uh, a couple episodes that I thought were really well. Um, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen any in a while. But you know, well, again, does shit it get so busy? Make you a little nervous? What's that? I mean, does I, partially, I think it would be. I don't really like having people into my snake room per se all the darn time because I don't want anybody like nitpicking my stuff or ah. trying to force their opinions on it. Of course, I, I also know that if I were to put out a video and somebody were to say something. Like, uh, about the way I was keeping, I would kind of immediately shut that shit down. So, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess that could be one of the little drawbacks or why people might not even consider it. So, uh, yeah. What was that last part again? I'm sorry. Somebody just texted me when you were saying that you were worried about people looking into your collection. Just like listen, you post a, a picture on a Facebook page and it has like I don't know poop in the corner or something like that. If you don't say please excuse it, people are going to address it or say something about it and all that other crap. So I would kind of think that maybe some keepers shy away from doing videos is because they're worried about any kind of blowback or something nitpicking on their collection. Just fucking clean that shit before you. Freaking take a video oh, of God it, man. It. You know what I mean. That was an example. You know no, what I, know I what you're mean. Saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. God damn it. What do I say to that? Screw it, man. You know what Fuck I mean? Off. I know. Yeah. You know what I do. You know what you do. I know. You know? It's, 
uh, I can't be bothered with that. You're going to have haters out there. Dude, trust me, probably in six months from now, if I do post up videos, I'm going to be like, dude, this is insane. I can't take it anymore. You know, or you yeah. just like don't put any, uh, any uh, comments or whatever. I don't know. I can't turn that off, like comments and stuff. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so are you going to grow a ponytail? Uh, no, come on, man. <laughs> are you going to? All right. All right. What if you uh, grow the mullet? No, dude, that's, that will never, ever come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn. That, that Damn was, it. Yeah, when man. I actually you had one of them, they were in style. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we're gonna look back at your millennials and, uh, you know, the Stop skinny it. jeans Stop thing. It. Stop come it. on, dude. Stop it. You promised. You promised <laughs> we wouldn't do this anymore. Well, you went down the mullet road. I mean, that's. I don't you know. know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's just move on. Redirect. Redirect. <laughs> Redirect. Slowly go a different direction. Uh, already off kilter. Already yeah. broken the show. Anyway, um, but no, that's it's cool that you're doing the videos, and I know we talked about doing some videos, which is cool. And the other aspect of that, you know, if you bring the camera to Tinley, if we bring it to Bill's house, you know, the various carpet fests, if other people shoot videos that involve carpet fests, yeah, there's a lot you can do here. So I like it. Sure. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a whirl. I got a GoPro. I got the, you know, I got a good phone. That'll do it. I actually have a video camera. So that part, I'm pretty good. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just would like to see a little more love, you know, and Condros, forget it, man. You can't find nobody that does. I think Rico was only ones that I can find that did uh, Contra videos. There's ones we- floating around here and there, but you never see no videos about Condros. Yeah, and, and it's, we haven't seen. I was. Ta- I forget who I was talking to, but it was the. Um, we haven't seen chondro breeders that, that much at all. Actually, no, I do. I was talking to uh, David Means this weekend when I saw him at uh, Habit of Grace, and because he and I were talking about Tinley, and I said it would be awesome if you'd come out to Tinley um, when you're when you when you start breeding again and stuff like that. Because he says that he would normally come out and have all his scrubs hanging out and just, like you know. Uh, He's not sure if Tinley would be the right show, and I, I, I kind of like Tinley would be the only show I think you should go to with all your scrubs because that would just be amazing. Uh, uh-huh. And I told them, I'm like, it would be great. It would be kind of like a breath, breath of fresh air to see you set up with all the scrubs and all that stuff. And I'm like, and I told him like because I think there was only one guy with green trees at the last show that was like a serious breeder, and he only had a pair. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I. I'm kind of hoping to see some bigger name breeders of different stuff at these shows, especially Tinley Park. So I am actively trying to recruit David for, uh, I guess we'll call him in Carpet Row or, you know, Simbolina Alley. I don't know what do you want to do with it. So it's, uh, <laughs> what do you want? Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's uh, definitely an opportunity there that's, uh, you know, but there's not a lot of people really breeding scrubs successfully, but. Uh, no, but I, but I meant by like, you can't find videos on green trees and we can't even get a breeder to show up at one of the biggest shows in the country. So where the hell are you guys, green tree people? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I know that they've talked about this on GTP Keeper many times, and I think that probably the mm-hmm. consensus from what I can get at it is there's no need for them to go. You know, I think Bill's one of the only ones that I can think of that really has the idea in his head that uh, promoting the species is why you would go. But, um, right. you know, I, I guess I can't. It's very important. Yeah, I guess I can't. I can't blame them to a certain extent because, you know, for one, uh, uh, chondros are highly stressed or, you know what I mean? They can stress easy. True. Um, if you take them and you do that, you know, you run the risk of running into trouble. Um, and not to mention the fact that, you know, if you take them, you always run the, I mean, I get, I would, I would never do it like say Hamburg or something like that because oh, number one, no. uh, I don't think people would buy them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then you'll run, right. you'll, you'll be even more frustrated because what'll happen is, you know, one of the flippers or jobbers or whatever, will be selling them for, you know, 250 bucks and yep, you're yep. going to sell captive board and bread for, you know, I don't know what, like 500, maybe. I think that's exactly that's pretty so reasonable on a level like that. You cannot compete, but if you're one of the guys who's like really big into conjures, you have some really great bloodlines. Obviously I'm not saying bring hatchlings, but if right. you brought like a year, some yearlings or something like that, as well as maybe a few display animals that you know, will be able to handle the stress it's not going to be any more stressful than shipping across the United States. So I, I just don't understand it. And I think that would be the one show that you would see people who want to have the bigger, more satisfying, more um, rare projects when it comes to green trees. They don't want just the red and yellow. They want the bloodlined animals. They want to see something like sickness sitting on a branch and then you could buy his babies. Like that would be the one thing I would probably suggest. I mean, it, Tinley just seems to be the show that if it's kind of a little bit higher value and it's a little bit rarer to find, and if it's there, people are all over it. Like the the, the blackheads all went like crazy. Um, yeah. La- yeah. And and that guy we spoke to who had the chondros, he was sold out by the end of the show. So it just yeah. boggles my mind is what I guess I'm getting at. So I would say. I would say to a certain extent, it it might be, and this is just a thought, and I'm just thinking out loud, but it might be a little mm-hmm. less stressful um, if you're taking it to a show rather than shipping it, because I would imagine yeah. that if you're driving that animal across, you know, however far you're coming from to get to Tinley, um, I would think that... Uh, you're going to be a little more careful about what's going on than say FedEx. Not that FedEx does a bad job, but I'm just saying like you have that animal in your control because you're there and you know, you know what I mean? You can open it up and check it out and you can take precautions to make sure that uh, everything's cool. I mean, when we travel, I mean, we travel, what, what is it? 15 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, our animals are pretty solid by the time they get, you know. Yeah, I, I think uh, but, knock on wood, but we haven't had any issues. But yeah, and if you travel, I mean, you could have the cooler with the heat tape with the computer system. The baby yeah. goes from its tub into a cup on a branch, and it's in the cup, and then you drive it all the way out there, and then it sits on the get on the branch in the cup the entire time where you're at the show, 
and then either it goes home with its new family or it comes home with you to where it goes from the cup back to on its branch in its cage. So, right. I mean, because nobody's like, can I handle the baby green tree python? Because you can say no to those people, and yeah. I think you ought to. But, again, I, it could be done. Um, I will never do it because I won't breed green tree pythons. But somebody else should. Who? <laughs> never going to breed green trees, huh? No, no desire. No. no. I'm done. I have to. I have to call Buddy sometime this week and talk to him about some stuff. But yeah, no desire. My desire How is full ab- up on rough scaled. So. <laughs> How about that clutch Buddy hatched out, man? Did you see that? Yeah. Um, yeah. He had some some blaze babies in there. Um, when it was that that lemon tree to uh, yeah. Uh, what was the uh, – remember – I remember when we went down there and we checked it out. I think that guy, Vito, is the guy that produced the uh, – I don't know which is which. I want to say the lemon tree was the male and yeah. the female um, was uh, Hampenstein, maybe it was. Can... I'm trying to I'm – on, I'm on this page right now trying to see your Facebook page. Yeah, it was Vito's uh, outcrossed uh, slash Manaquari clutch. Um, ah. But I remember when we went down to Buddy's, and I remember seeing that uh, lemon tree male. Yeah, it's a lemon tree male. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, but holy shit, man. I love that look of those Blaze babies. You know, uh, they're beautiful. Are, are, I like the high yellow gonna, stuff, man. You, I, I do too because it's like it, it, it it's a different thing. I mean, um, obviously, like I've said in numerous times, if it, if Contra stayed red, I'd have like four of them. But it's <laughs> just sometimes those yellows, and I'm talking like a lot of yellow, really is very interesting and very cool looking. And in the reverse of that, of course, is an animal like you know, uh, sickness that has like very little color at all. Look at the little bastards. Aren't they yeah. adorable? Yeah, they were pretty cool. That's so weird. Because look, the two that are out right there, it's like they're yellow, but then like it gets very, very dark on the back of the head behind the eyes. And a dark stripe pretty much almost all the way down the body. And then this little that guy right here that's coming out of the egg doesn't seem to have the same coloration. So obviously they're yellows, all three of them, but these two seem different to me, and I like that. Of course... They're chondros, and next week they could be looking an entirely different way. So, reason number two, Owen doesn't want to be chondros. <laughs> yeah. One of the cool things, uh, I, I stumbled upon this today, and I didn't know that this was the case, but uh, I'm going to throw it out there for all those people that... Uh, That's such a pretty red. ...that want to be on the MVF. Um, yeah. I don't know if they've they've had this forever, and this is just something new that I stumbled upon, but that is on Tapitalk. Um, oh. So you can get it right from, from Tapitalk. I wish MP would go to that, man. I swear if they, if they did that, because there's, there's a little bit of uh, – well, They had it there I before, should, didn't Yeah, they? they did. Yeah, but they for some reason when they did that upgrade, it didn't switch over. It didn't work, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the MVF is on there. Over there? <laughs> yes, there is actually. It's me, okay. right. Cross, Josh Easter. Uh, who else is Riley's on there? Um, oh man, you know, damn it! I totally dissed uh, Riley. 
Uh, I said there's no good carpet videos, but he does a pretty good YouTube. He's he's been doing a pretty decent job and and sharing some uh, Moralia love uh, on yeah. his YouTube page, Riley's Reptiles. So, so Riley, you should write the hate mail and and like direct it immediately <laughs> towards Eric. So yeah. it's like that's that's <laughs> like dear. Don't do dear NPR. I didn't say shit. Yeah. You do dear, dear Mr. Eric Burke. On that one. I'm very Damn upset right. with you. So. Fuck you. So, um, <laughs> but I really like the lemon tree. Like, I like the pictures you posted up. It's so cool. No, Owen, no. We're getting rid of Condros. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool, and uh, I didn't see a whole lot of other stuff going on as far as Condros go. But, um, oh, yeah, there was one. What was I looking at today? I saw it on I saw it on Facebook real quick on the uh, Facebook group uh, MVF. Um, let me see if I can find it again. Uh, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, keep paging. Yeah, there was uh shit. I can't find it. Uh, well, if you want to go into other things uh, that we noticed yeah. on Facebook today, I noticed that yet again, and I have to say the word again, which is hilarious. There is a cobra loose in Florida. Yeah, what's again. the deal, man? Hold on, let's understand. go. Let's go to the venomous expert and find out what he has to say. I think he's on the phone somewhere around Who's here. Who's the venomous uh... expert? Bring him on. The Viper Keeper. No, 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 no. I retract my previous statement. No. Uh, yeah. Well. No. Uh... no. God damn it. Stop it. Just stop. Anyway. These freaking knuckleheads down in Florida. No. <laughs> you don't keep your shit in a cage either. <laughs> he puts off. it in a he puts it in a bird cage. He puts a king well, cobra in a bird dude, cage. Dude, that's that, that uh, guy is like that guy is one unlocked door away from being those people. Okay, so obviously this was a permitted man with uh, uh, the guy whose cobra this was has a venomous permit and is legal to own the animal. Blah 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 blah, and he did everything that he was supposed to do which was he notified Fish and Wildlife that the animal was loose and uh, could not be found. They came over and did the sweep of the area, notified everybody in the town. Can you imagine getting a knock on the door and then being like, oh, yeah, that neighbor that you kind of know mm. down the street, his cobra's loose. So, like, now, <laughs> for me, I'd be like, oh, sweet, there's another sneaky burn down. But, like, any other human would just be like, what the oh, hell? God. And then I imagine some of them would spend the rest of their lives trying to get you out of the neighborhood. So yeah, I, I it, yeah. So um, and, and they did the air local search of the area. Obviously, the snake has not been found as of yet. Um, it is a, uh, a Sufan cobra, I believe. Um, so uh, I don't really know what that. I think it's a monocle or type of one. I don't know venomous, so I'm sorry if I'm if you're screaming at your radio right now. I can't hear you. But um, there's you want me to get the venomous uh, keeper back? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I fell for that once. <laughs> okay. We're good. Yeah. 
But uh, so there's. He will be at Carpet Fest. I know. He said every Carpet Fest. He said everything (laughs) we go to. Yeah. Never, never goes away. Anyway, but he, he, um, (laughs) but uh, and obviously this is something that we hope is resolved quickly, like all the other ones. And I, I know that like then we have the past two have been King Cobras, correct? Okay, yeah. No, we had two King Cobras, and then we had a monocle cobra loose in Miami. So it's like, so that's four cobras in like the span of like what a year. So it's ridiculous. It, I, this has to be. This is ridiculous. You telling me that you like, and it's not that they get out of their cave. They get out of the freaking house. So yeah, I thought. I thought if you're going to be a, a venomous keeper. I thought one mm-hmm. of the first rules was is that you have to have a room that is escape proof, you know. So if the mm-hmm. animal does get out of the cage, because we've all made that mistake, of I think course. though, you know, I I go back and forth with this because it sounds a little hypocritical, but also at the same time, I think that there's a higher level of responsibility that venomous keepers should have. Uh, yes. Simply because, you it's know, if some yes, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that gets out, it's not it's, like if a ball python escapes. Yeah. Yeah, your neighbor might be scared. Uh, you know, if you have a retic that gets out, yeah, it might eat your dog. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's not going to do the damage that say uh, a venomous snake could do. And you would think. Or- with the scrutiny that they're somebody. under, that yeah, they would be a little more responsible. But I guess just like with any community, you got these, you know, fucktards that just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, like it just. I, wow, I know. It's, but who who had the really nice venom's room in Australia? Uh, Scott. Was Scott was it Scott? Yeah, Scott. Scott's room is like if anybody were to keep venomous. I want them to be Scott, like, and no other human on the planet, because Scott's room is, like, secure, and he's got all these other things, and it's, like, airtight, and the snake ain't getting out, and blah, 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 blah. So, if you're gonna, if you're serious about Venomous, you need to be able to take it to that level, in my opinion. If you can't, you're just playing with fire. I mean, you can't keep a cobra in a 32-quart rack and expect... It, 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 or, or let's say a vision cage or something like that with no secondary locks in your basement that's completely open and not expect there to be problems. It's like you, you, you have to take the animal seriously. And it's the same with, you know, people keeping tigers on like, you know, their farm and blah, 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 blah. It's like you gotta, you have to have the proper respect for the animal. You know, if my carpet gets loose, and appears in my neighbor's place and bites him on the foot, he's going to call me all pissed off and tell me to come get my goddamn snake. But that's it. I'm going to have to buy him a case of beer so he starts talking to me again. But um, if if I have a cobra or, God forbid, something more potent, like, you know, we're talk, we, we were talking king cobras earlier, heaven forbid a freaking mamba or a taipan, you know, it, and those get loose and bite somebody, that's on me. And... You, you, you have to have that sense of responsibility, and you have to have that sense of level of respect. 
and I kind of don't feel it from a lot of the venomous keepers that I know and have seen. Um, you remember when we were out in Chicago, in Tinley? Uh-huh, right. And it was the same weekend as the Hamburg show. And mm-hmm. I started getting my phones that are blown up because during the Hamburg show, somebody pulled out a King Cobra and was freehandling it during the show. Wow. Behind his table. Now, the thing was a venomoid, allegedly, but venomoid surgery, we know, isn't 100%. So for you to have that nonchalant attitude about an animal that, in my opinion, commands so much respect, it's it, daunting to me. So please, venom keepers, yeah. keep your shit inside. So. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, man. It's just kind of silly that, uh, you know, you know, and it sucks because there are people out there that are, uh, you know, very responsible in uh, in what they do. You know, it's just like with the big snakes, man. You know, you have some Three people that are up, yeah. just knuckleheads, and then you got other people's that, uh, you know, take it seriously and, uh, you know, want to keep being able to work with what they're working with, and uh, that's why they you know, try to be as responsible as they can, but, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy that, uh, that people can be so short sighted. Yeah. Know, when it comes to that stuff. So, uh, <clears throat> but now in that situation, like they, they did say that all his other animals were secure. So obviously okay. they came in and checked your shit and made sure everything's under lock and key and you still have all the other, Venice animals you're supposed to, right? But are, are they are they going to come like two days from now and take your shit? Like I'd have to imagine that's got to be coming down the pike. Yeah, I would think so. Isn't that kind of what they do in Philly? I mean, well, uh, Philly. Well, first off, well, first it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, that's number one in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> venomous as well as large constrictors and crocodilian are illegal. That may come as a surprise to you, the person in the row home that jackhammered the foundation to put in the gator pond. <laughs> there are a few of them. <laughs> Dude, that was, I was at Oaks and this is one of the, like, I think it was like the last Oaks I ever vented. And they put uh-huh. a dog crate on the table next to me with a very large male alligator in it. That was untaped, and people are, like, sticking their fingers. I'm like, there's going to get blood all over my goddamn displays. I'm going to be pissed. So, right. And here's this gator, and I'm talking to a guy who's so happy that he got this gator because they shoved bamboo poles through the cage and, like, lifted it up and were walking it around. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So this guy's like, oh, yeah, man, we got to roll home on – and I forget what avenue he said, but it was an avenue that you shouldn't really have alligators on <laughs> So, like, it was like, oh, um, please, God. So it was like a row home. He's like, we got the row home. And in the basement, what we did is we took jackhammer and sledgehammers, and we kind of, you know, in the basement, we, 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 we broke it down and, and knocked it all in, and then we poured a bunch of water in there. So I got a nice little pond. I'm like, you, you destroyed the foundation of your house. Wow. Okay. And then he's like, we got about three or four of them in there. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's like, wow. why? Three weeks later, Andrew and I were in Philly pulling gators out of the house because the dude got caught. Wow, that's crazy. I know yeah. 
you know, well, I guess it must not have been illegal back when my dad did it because uh, they used to sell them in Martin's Aquarium. <laughs> I know they did. You remember that? I used to play with them. Well, yeah. Dude, I think Martin's Aquarium was far enough outside of Philly they could be like, we don't know what people do with them after they buy them. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that that that's that. I mean, like that. You're you're going into. You're no longer in. Uh, you're in Montgomery County. Yeah, it's so you're Jenkintown, not in, right? Yeah. Exactly, it's Jenkintown. So you're in Montgomery County, which is not like within the city limits of Philly, so you could easily sell them. So whether it's the same thing as Hamburg, like, dude, you know, obviously this gator when it leaves is going to a house in Philadelphia, but we don't know that. So right, kind of that thing. But you know, for all I know, your dad was because your dad was a cop, right? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. No one's arresting him for keeping a gator. Okay, your dad was fine. So. <laughs> There are a lot of other shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh that's uh that was kind of strange that my dad well, a lot of times my dad would find I remember he found like boas and he found some ball pythons and garter snakes and like you know, people you and just leave them with places or, you know. But I also guarantee you that there's every single police force in this like in, in all the cities there's the one guy on the police force that's cool with reptiles. Therefore, he gets all the reptile calls. So yeah, that was that was my dad. Like, <laughs> that was him. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a snake reported. All right, and then we'll take yeah. your dad out. So call Tom Burke. Get him out there. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody wants to bring it home. So your dad's just like, sure, I'll do it. And then he did. Yeah. So I'll never forget, man. The time he did, he brought home um, he brought home a red-tailed boa. And at the time, that was, like, super exotic. You know what I mean? Like, that was, like <laughs> – because it was strange back then. I don't ever – like, uh, every boa that I've seen, either at a pet shop or whatever, was just, like, a regular boa, not red, not red tail. Right. And, you know, you, you would look in – I remember looking in that book, uh, Pythons and Boas. I think it's a uh, uh, Stafford uh, book, and you would you would – I would flip open the page, and there was this – bow constrictor with this red tail and i was like holy shit and uh my dad comes home and he's like it was late at night and he's like eric wait do you see what i got and i'm like what 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 he's like oh, i have a red tail boa and i was like what i'm freaking out and i'm like opening up the 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 box that it's in and i couldn't believe it it was so big man it was like it was huge it had to be easy God, it had to be at least ten feet, man. I don't know what they were feeding this thing, but Jeez. holy shit, it was big. You know, because I always thought—I don't know—I always just had this impression, especially when I was a kid, that boas stayed small and pythons got big. Not with this one, <laughs> and they get pretty big. They get, and they're—they're they're oh, like solid yeah, muscle, especially dude. girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, are they yeah. solid muscle? You know, but uh, yeah. Uh, the joys of childhood when you're a reptile. I know. When we were, Especially we were when you're small and when your unaware. dad's into it, you know. Oh well, that just, never happened yeah. over here. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! Damn it, Jim! Up your game, sir. Yeah. Okay. Right. But uh, well, Jim does like watching the lizards run around, but you know the snakes and him don't get along. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> he don't get along with them. <laughs> no, 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I got uh, a little piece of carpet python news. I don't know if you saw that, but did you see that caramel exanic granite that Paul updated? You see that? What? Did you catch that? You didn't Paul? see it? <laughs> I might have, but I might have been like, and slide right by. I mean, I don't know. Because uh, it was an IJ, it was part IJ. You skip it. Uh, no one gives a shit. No one yet. No one. <laughs> I disagree with you, sir. There it is. The caramel exanic granite. Yes. It's very dark. Well, it's basically like, a like ghost. silvery kind of. Yeah. I guess you would call it a ghost hmm. granite. Like well, yeah, it, like the poor man's ghost. You know. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. How old is this thing? About a year? I think so. Looks it. Yeah. The color is going to come in on the sides a lot. That thing's going to be killer looking. If only it wasn't an IJ. What? Have we we decided what is a, like, that we call this a ghost or do we call it a caramel exanic? The problem is is that we're going to call them ghosts because we want to have that quick little one word, this is what it is. Right. The problem with that is, and there's nothing wrong with it, the problem is is that when the true hypos show up and are started to mix in, what do we call those? Uh, I, I get that's why I brought up the question. I would agree with you. Exactly. Like rather than having the problem of calling them true ghosts or something stupid further down the road, I was going to try to keep it because I'm actually working at the project. I was going to try to keep it as caramel exanics, and it's hard to do that. I would agree. Exactly, but it's hard to do that because everybody else is calling them ghosts. So I'm over here going caramel exanics, and people like you mean a ghost? I'm like kinda. So. You know, that's just my conscious effort. I don't see a problem using the term ghost, and I don't see uh, any kind of flack coming from it. Just don't be uh, surprised. It's almost like how, you know, everybody was running around when the first albinos hit, and they're all like albino, albino, albino. And then a few years later when the pure Darwin showed up, they had to specify that this is a pure Darwin albino and this is a mixed albino. So it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. Just be prepared that when something like the true hypos are starting to be mixed in, you're going to have to specify uh, what is what. So right. uh, rather than having to relearn or re-specify or have somebody buy a, go- a ghost, quote unquote, from me, a caramel exanic, and then come back to me a few years from now and be like, I wanted a ghost and you sold me a caramel exanic. What the hell, dude? Um, I'll, I'm just going to stick to caramel exanic. So. Uh, yeah, I would, I, I, I kind of agree. I think, I think, I think the tendency is probably to say ghost because it's, it's flashier. You know what I mean? Same with it the is. glow. It's it, like, Ooh, this is we should name it. Ooh, this is a sun glow. So somebody think of something to call the caramel exanic that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of calling it what it is. You know, you get into some of these like uh, 
you know, ball python mm-hmm. things. Some of them are just Stop goofy, it. man. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want uh, <laughs> to, you don't want a Candino soul sucker peacock stormtrooper. You were so good till you said peacock, man. I was Damn proud it. of you. <laughs> Bullshit. I don't care. It's probably true. It uh, probably is one or will be. I know. I know. Uh, here's another thing. I know this is kind of crazy. Because it's a ball mm. python. But did you see that red ball python? Uh, no, you know I didn't. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to post it. <laughs> I'm going to have to post Don't it in the chat. In my... Don't you I'm put putting it in the chat. Dude, it's like... That's ball python. I remember VPI, I think it was Dave, was talking about how you would never see red in a ball python because it's just it looks... not how they work. But tell me that doesn't look like it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Especially the striper on the eye. That's weird. Isn't that crazy that that just popped? If we're talking about albinos, um, uh, throw in those pictures that Matt sent us, the albino gaboon. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Let me see. I've never wanted gaboons until this week. (laughs) So you dig them? You like them? I well, first off, dude, gaboons themselves have this crazy ass pattern. And if you have ever seen like a, a, a the shed of a gaboon, they keep that pattern. Like it, it uh, you know, you can kind of see a pattern in some of the sheds that you get from your carpets or some other things like that. Right. With a with a gaboon, it, it's it's all right there. It's like boom, and I find that awesome. But having the baby gaboons, and especially the albino, I can kind of dig it. They look cool, and I'm I and I wish and I am wanting to see them progress. Uh, I'm kind of hopeful for what they could, especially that second picture. It seems like there's a lot of potential for some crazy ass colors and patterns in there. That's awesome. But then I hear about the two inch long fangs and the highly potent <laughs> venom that makes you bleed. Out to yeah. your eyeballs, and I'm like, you know what? I can watch these things from afar. So it's they're cool looking. Whew, yeah, I have a little bit of experience with them. My dad had them. Um, yeah, we we had them at the zoo, but we had a venom, uh, and he was nah. way too fat to even try anything. So they're probably my favorite. Those and Russell Vipers are probably my favorite um, look as far as um, Venomous go. You know, I, I just really yeah. dig the way they look. I love the the colors, uh, especially when you see like a nice adult. I think the, the Philadelphia Zoo has one, and I'm always just staring yeah. at that when I go in there. Um, the Philly Zoo has that one with it's the Gaboon and then it's the Rhino, which like a Rhino Viper is also up there on my list of really cool looking venomous. So yeah. they're pretty cool too. I would agree. Um, but, uh, <laughs> banana majestic potion is the mystic. stupidest. What? Mystic. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> mystic. Uh, banana mystic bl- potion. What this is the dumbest? Ever. All the royal people around the world are getting their pitchforks ready for you, dude. <laughs> then I will give you my address and you show up at my house. Uh, yeah, that's God funny. Damn it. I don't give a All shit. Right. <laughs> uh, 
I got a question. So Go I saw it. this Eric Hernandez. You know who he is, right? I do. He breeds some awesome coastals, right? So over in the coastal mm-hmm. group, he posted up that he was asking about if anybody had seen uh, caramels or reds with a pinkish tongue. And I know you deal a lot with caramels, so I was curious. I do. Have you seen that? No. No. Huh. Because I haven't been looking for it. So <laughs> I haven't been looking for it. To be honest okay. with you, it's like they flick their tongues, and I haven't really been noticing the color. I've just been like, eat your damn food and get the hell out. So um, <laughs> there's, I will monitor it closer now, I guess, and I'll see. But um, it is something that is kind of neat to pick up on. Um, but I, 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 unfortunately, I wish I could say, but I have not noticed a pink tongue. I haven't either yeah, in anything that I have, either um, regular or cross. But I think – And, I, I, have and I have some adult caramels, so, like, that's kind of like wouldn't one day you like your adult caramel would be like mint, and you're like, what the shit? So I don't know. So let me see. Any, I'll, I'll last over. But are we digging for a? Because that's a that's that's a that's a in my opinion a potential super caramel jag that he's flashing up right there. So I think that's a red. Kinda, that's a red. red. Yeah. Damn. Well, I suck. Nobody buy my shit. Anyway, um, the problem here is like, are we trying to find this as like a marker or something? No, or I think it's just something. I think it's just something that he observed, and he was just curious as if anybody else has ever seen it. Um, hmm. Which I don't know. Well, I've the never noticed of the it. mouth. The colors of their mouth and their tongues vary a lot just between animals. I mean, I don't know. It's a beautiful animal. There's like almost it no is. black on it at all. Holy shit, man! It's he makes gorgeous. a nice. Some nice stuff when it comes to that, but uh, <clears throat> see, like to me, this is mm. where the caramel gene for me. I like that look, you know, because yeah. I know you have you have some super caramel jags that kind of have the same type of color scheme and look and going on. Yeah, I got, I like I got that. two that I'm raising up like that. Yeah, but the regular caramel stuff, I don't know, man. Yeah, it can be kind of. <laughs> That's the problem is that a regular caramel gets like trumped by a really nice red, in my opinion. And it's and it's a it's a hard trumping and a savage beating. But then it's like <laughs> looking at some of the it's looking at some of the super caramels, again, there are good super caramels and there are not there are, you know, not so good super caramels. Same thing with reds. Um, right. so that that is an awesome red. Jag, and it really is kind of on the level of some really nice super caramel jags, you know. But like, I have a super caramel jag girl that I held back, and she in the past year just got tipped out all over her freaking body, and it really disappointed me because her sister is so freaking clean. So uh, I was, it, it, it can go either way, in my opinion, but uh, I, uh, I kind of see the overlap is what I'm trying to say is that there is the overlap there where reds and caramels kind of can almost edge each other out. And there are great examples of both. So, 
Maybe maybe that is. I'm reading his post now, and I'm thinking, did he say? He doesn't really say whether or not that's. Uh, yeah, that's no, that's normal. No, just. Uh, Dude, he's got. To, it's about to be a fight on air. Anyway. No, he's that's an MBB Red Jag. So he's. Oh well, Jesus Christ. He's so got one up for a, sale. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw it over there just so people can see. You know how how freaking sweet that is. That's a nice. It's only three hundred fifty bucks. If you're looking for Whoa. a nice. Uh, what the hell? Yeah, if anybody's looking wow. for a nice. Uh, Red Jag, and, Jesus Christ! No, nobody look at this. <laughs> nobody look at this yeah. till Friday when I can look at my freaking bank account. Jesus, yeah, that is nice. a good looking one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like the red stuff. I think it's uh, it's got some some good potential. Lineage? Are you effing kidding me? Jeez. Yeah, how sweet Christ. is that? Oh well, geez, this thing has a double dose of MBB. Yeah, so does that make it like super now? You know what I mean? Is it like? I don't know. Uh, well, because it... we got the founder, we got the founder Jags, blah blah blah, all the way to Benjamin and Madam Blueberry. And that's what right. produced its grandparents on the father's side. And then we have MBB and Benjamin that produced uh, Howard's Sierra, which produced the grandfather on the mother's side. So it's like Jesus Christ. So that's awesome. Yeah. Sierra is actually Aurora's um, – my Aurora's sister. We ended up getting them both at the same time. We ended up dying at the same time too. So. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I know. No, right? no, no. Shitty. Yeah. Um. But it's like, but that's just funny. That's just awesome. Damn, I might be all over this. What is this? A girl? <gasps> Damn, it's a girl. All right. All right. We need to move on quickly. We need to move on. All right. Moving along. Move I screwed on. up again. I want to make sure I said at the beginning that there's not a lot of people out there making videos about carpets, but uh, I have to give a shout out um, to uh, uh, Dave Palumbo from Muscle Serpents University. He does uh, he does a YouTube. Uh, he has carpets on there every once in a while. Uh, but last last mm-hmm. video he did, he had his albino olives. Dude, they're nice. <laughs> they are nice snakes, man. Well. I, I I picked up a, a boy, a male olive, at right. Camp, the last Hamburg show. Uh-huh. It's a, it, it hates me. It is the meanest thing, like, really? So, and I actually moved the olives into their brand new cage today. Um, so for the past three days, the younger, newer male olive has been living in the cage, Um kind of just cruising like this cage is way too big for him and he's just like cruising around going back and forth and then i put the uh my my larger pair in there and the my big male olive he's cruising around trying to find this guy because he can smell him everywhere so right. but the new one i have is a total jerk i'm like god damn i'll replace you with an albino i swear to god so <laughs> albino olives are albino olives are one of those animals that they're really cool in pictures and then when you see them in person they're even cooler because it's not like the white on them is not like albino carpet white. 
it's like an ivory, ivory kind of like off white, like cream color. It's really cool looking and really distinctive to them. It makes them look awesome. So if you're going to get olives, I would definitely say albinos are awesome. Yeah, I just shared his video over in the. Uh, you see it? Hmm. Yeah, that that's a nice snake. Now I have hats, but it's a long ways away before I produce that. But that that's that's seven a pretty years? cool looking snake. Probably seven years for olives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll start saving sheds for my males for you. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Check it out. Watch it. He has some boa stuff on there. And of course, you know, he does some ball python stuff and whatnot. But uh, every once in a while, you'll see some carpets on there. And uh, pretty cool. Uh, what else do I got? Let's see. How's your uh, breeding season shaping up? Well, I was hoping to see one female. I have a tiger female that's uh, about ready to drop. And then I have my big coastal females ready to go. So I have a few females ready and I was kind of hoping to see one or two um, or all of them maybe go during this big snowstorm. And I was surprised when like not, nobody did anything, which I know I'm saying that. And for all I know, I could wake up tomorrow to clutches everywhere. But uh, normally you kind of bank on the big snowstorm. So uh, kind of hoping that that happens soon, but also a lot of my animals are fully warmed up, um, and now we're just kind of waiting for to see how uh, any of those late late pairs go and stuff like that. And we offered some food to some of the animals that were down for winter, and everybody ate. So, you know, we're we're kind of still doing the thing, but we're kind of closing down towards the end of it. Uh, the bread lie, of course, are now warmed up and together. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, okay. I did. Cool. Uh, I did put the because I, I I totally got the new olive cages ready to go, and I have two of them that are pretty big, and okay. I didn't want to separate the olive pythons yet, so they took up one cage, and then I moved my adult pair of gold phase white lip into the second big olive cage. Okay. And I kind of decided that for breeding seasons from now on, that's what we're going to do because I was able to provide the white lips with a big water bin that they could get into that I okay. couldn't give them in the four foot cage. And it's like both of them were just in there for hours. And I'm like, okay, clearly they really, really like this. And maybe that could be something that would maybe want to trigger them to breed if I offer it to them when we do breeding season and breeding season alone. Cause it's like a little bit increasing humidity because now they got a big pool. So We'll see how it goes, um, okay. but I I I like doing that for those guys. So cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. this is we- this is a weird. It feels weird this year. <laughs> it's not breeding. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's kind of well, like you still have babies, right? Animals that I mean, like it's not just going to be me and Matt at Tinley. Oh yeah, I still have babies. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Which uh so well I can talk a little bit about that. The citrus tigers yeah. uh that are held albino, they're they're really coming along very nice. 
Um, uh, yeah, they, the one I got from you just shed, and it was – I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if I don't sell them at Tinley, then, you know, it's like – then, you know, I mean, it's just – they're just – it's hard to sell them when they were at that age, but now all that contrast is coming in and the, oh, God, the lavenders yeah. and the, you know, the dark and the, the yellow and the, you know, all that kind of stuff, which I think, again, you know, ultimately I'm hoping that uh, it, it, it proves out to produce some really uh, high contrast uh, tiger albinos, if you will, striped albinos, um, which uh, is a, it's a particular project that I have been after for quite a long time. So hopefully next year I'll have uh, animals up to size and uh, I'll be able to produce, uh, you know, some really killer, uh, some really killer stuff as far as uh, albino tigers go, you know. Um, well, what I like about your hats is that the not only is the color that kind of comes in in the uh, like the lavenders and the you know the citrus colors the oranges and yellows, but the black is very very dark and it's very very clean. There's yes. like very little crossover, no tipping, anything like that. So the animal itself looks like it's like just a puddle of contrast, where you go from these deep dark blacks to this bright yellow to some orange, some other citrusy colors. It's just a very cool animal, and I'm seeing that in a baby that is, like, really, really teeny tiny, and I don't uh-huh. see that in a lot of my other guys until we're getting close to a year old. So, unless that thing's a yeah. year old and you didn't tell me that. Um, but it's... Eh, not quite. Damn it. All right, well, more food. Well, it's... <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I mean, you figure, what, they probably hatched out in, what, July? July, July or yeah. Oh, yeah, so... So by August this year, the thing's going to be probably blowing my freaking mind. So, yeah, yeah. And um, the other one that kind of disappointed me when they hatched was the um, albino to ocelot jag clutch that I did. Um, because when it came out, I really didn't have a whole lot of anything that told me uh, that it was anything ocelotty or anything like that. So. Just to right. clarify, my ocelot jag came from Paul Harris. So I think mm-hmm. the two people that are really uh, working with ocelot gene, uh, I should say three people because three people come to mind to me. Um, Go for the it. First, the first two, obviously Mike Curtin is probably the one mm-hmm. that has worked most with the gene trying to uh, – you know, isolated away from the Jag. And I think he, you know, he's done that uh, pretty consistently now at this point. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like one of those things though, uh, you know, and Paul, Paul has, uh, has done it. Um, he's pretty consistently produced Ocelot Jags. Um, I know he's did some Ocelot Caramel Jag stuff. Um, but uh, I think he said in a post that I read that, he hasn't really worked the project as much as say like somebody like Mike. And then the only other person that I think of that is possibly a different line. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to talk to Bill about this again, but Bill Stiegel, he did that Ocelot zebra jag, which is just freaking off the chart. Yeah. Phenomenal. You know? Yeah. I mean that, that snake is insane. Um, which I think is breeding this year uh, for him. Uh, I can't remember Ooh. if that's male or female. I'm pretty sure it's a male, but I'm not 100. percent 
And I think he's throwing that with a zebra, which, if I'm not mistaken. But, man, that animal is just killer. So those are the three people that, to me, that, that sort of stand out. Now, I think it was said that, you know, Mike and Paul and I think Nick was probably involved, and he sort of uh, traced it back to think that maybe Mike and and Paul's animals are possibly from the same lineage. Not mm-hmm. 100%, and they'll never know for sure. But um, anyway, that's what I'm working with. I'm working with stock from Paul. So I bred him right. with an albino. I was kind of... Like I said, disappointed when it hatched out, but I'm telling you, the more and more they shed, I mean, you have one, so I don't know, um, like what yours is looking like, but, uh, I can't get close enough to her. <laughs> yeah. They are a bit nippy, man. But uh, the I'll, Jags, I'll you know when she chills. <laughs> yeah. The Jags are very clean. Um, yes. Uh, I, I don't know if that's just the jungle in it. That's that cleaned it up. But, I, uh, I don't think so because I've seen where she's at. The girl that I have is uh, she's kind of like an off white right now with uh-huh. a color, which in I've seen it in baby Jacks before, which means that probably in the next month or two, I'm going to open that bin and she's going to floor me because that's usually how it goes. I'm like, Oh, you're kind of like this palish kind of, you can really, really see the contrast between uh, her saddles and the dark spots and her light spots. And then one day, all of a sudden, the yellow just comes in. And it's going to be pretty intense. So I am looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, So I I imagine that uh, it will, like I said, it will come in in the next couple months. So that's where she's at right now. And like I said, they're very clean. Um, And... uh, I imagine they're going to be very, very bright on the sides just because that's where I think it's going to go. But I'm excited. I like her, even though she's evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, uh, the, so yeah. And the sibs, I, I don't know what else to call them except that, but like the normal, <gasps> you stuff, said uh, the sib word, <laughs> the S word. Damn the you. Word. Don't now. say the S <laughs> word. Uh, I think, uh, I think they're uh, uh I don't know they're starting to get all these crazy crazy patterns and stuff which is which yeah. is pretty awesome so I'm pretty excited about that. Well you remember well you remember how how uh Mike has the ocelots they have a the little the ocelot inside their saddles but then also his have this weird kind of like almost like diamond raked pattern near their neck um, that a lot of the yeah. ocelots have down there. Now, if 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 anybody who's listening is uh, Jones in for major ocelot stuff, and you are in the United States, you know, do it right. Call Mike Curtin. He's a very lovely person, and he will gladly sell you one of his ocelots. And he has many. So I see them every White Plains show, and they keep getting better. So. Um, do it. Just go ahead and do it, is what I would say. But uh, they're gorgeous animals. Yeah, I think the main thing when you're look like a lot of people are calling, I think this was sort of the discussion that was going on was like anything mm-hmm. that has like that ocelot, you know, like you're saying, the hole inside the saddle 
type of deal yeah. that that you know that that's an ocelot and i think it it's a little confusing for people uh yes. that are getting into it because you know if you're calling that ocelot and then there's this actual ocelot gene now it's again we're just it just it's like it makes it very confusing to people so it's sort of like tiger and stripe they may be the they, same I, thing, I was going to say that but right. you know tigers from a specific lineage and stripe coastals are you know just you know the same thing and you know people just getting into carpets you know just really confuse them um but uh you know that neck and the pixelated lateral pattern are the main indicators Mm -hmm. that um with ocelot like the neck pattern for sure um it also has that um i call it peppering but uh i don't know uh what's his name had uh i guess that's what he's calling the pixelation but um that goes around the animal. Um, right. So, yeah, it's, but, uh, so, so now when it, when we go back to that, obviously we won't call, we don't call, it's not a tiger unless you can trace it back to Balin in people's opinions. So in, in mine, including, uh, if you can't take it all the way back to Balin, it's not a tiger. So right now when it comes to, Ocelot, if you can't trace it back to, say, Paul's animals, which we believe came from the same place that Curtin's animals came from, can you call it an ocelot? I say no, but... Me too. I say no as well. If you can't trace it back, it's not an ocelot, because how much of an asshole are you going to be if you try to sell somebody uh, an ocelot just because it has a one funky saddle with a dot in the middle of it? just a normal jack. Yeah. I'm putting up some pictures. Uh, there it is. That, all that, all that peppering on the side right there. Yeah. So um, cool. There's some that are lower expression, but uh, mm-hmm. this will kind of give you an idea of, uh, you know, what people, you know, there's also those crazy ones that were in Canada that uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, what's his last name? Uh, Filet, uh, I know you're talking about, but I, I'm not even going to help you. He's the guy that I don't want to. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy that uh, the Gamma Jags yeah, came that, from that line. Yeah, but that's his ocelot. That pink, that's his ocelot. But that's a did, didn't didn't he take a picture of that thing when it got older and it wasn't as? No, that's still young. Mm. That that thing. Yeah, I don't know, but like, didn't he take a picture of it as it when it was older? And it had not turned into something that impressive. Um, I don't think so. I do so. not remember. I don't know. I, 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 sometimes that happens. To be honest with you, where people post up these gorgeous babies, and then their two-year-old photos are like, oh, all right. Well, I mean that happens. So, I don't remember. Don't recall. If you are listening and you have updated photos, please God prove me wrong. So, um, but. It's one of those things, and also going back real quick to like what you said, um, uh-huh. calling the non-ocelot siblings. Do you feel that with a clutch that is of a mixed variety or mixed blood, that the word sibling is okay? Um, I I guess I, I mean I I don't know I do and I I'll, I'll, I do and I'll tell you why. Okay. If I breed 
if I breed a pure jungle zebra to a pure jungle and I get zebras and siblings, why don't I just call the babies jungles? Well, I think but you should call if, them jungles. Exactly. Just that's call what them they are. Right. Exactly. Same thing goes with Jagging Coastal. But if I'm breeding like a diamond zebra to a jungle jag, I have the things that I was searching for, and then I have these mutts, and it'd be almost better just to call them siblings because now I know that they're from a non-pure clutch. I think I think at this point that might be something it, that um, might be not a you know, I think the the problem is is that sometimes when you say when when people talked about sibs, they were saying that it's something more than like for instance, you remember when the jag thing was going on, jag and they were sibs. like, these are jag sibs. You know, I think the debate was give me an extra fifty dollars for it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, if you're trying to turn it into you know some kind of money thing, it's just really a coastal. You know, and if you bred a yeah. zebra with with a jungle and you get zebras and you get jungles, you don't get jungle sibs or zebra sibs. Right. So, right. but in this case, um, I don't know. I don't know what to call, you know, I, that, that's like, that's one of the, the hard things for me personally, when it comes to working with these morph projects and stuff, it's like, what, what, you know, if you're the first one to produce this, you can call it anything you want, but at the same time, it's like, you, you don't want to, I, I go, through this with the citrus tiger, right? I go right. back and forth on whether I should call it a citrus tiger or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's yeah. from the tiger lineage, uh, you know, and I've told people a thousand times, I don't, I would, if you're looking for something, well, first of all, if you're looking for head albino stuff, it's not going to be pure coastal, no matter what lineage <laughs> you're working with. You know what I mean? Cause you're mixing in the Darwin in there. You, you know, some people don't, Darwin. right. Some people don't, yeah understand that but um at the end of the day i would not tell you that what a a citrus tiger is pure coastal i just uh, it just to me i wouldn't say that you know is it possible yeah i guess it's possible but i i'm i am not 100 percent confident and there would be no way that you can prove it and the, the information that i have suggests that it's not however that being said uh, do you call it a citrus tiger or do I call them tigers? Now, the reason I think sometimes people get mad because they think like citrus tiger is like the citrus is some magic gene. And I don't look at it that way. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure that I'm separating it from, say, a regular tiger. Because I don't want somebody mm-hmm. to come up and buy it and be like, oh, this is a tiger. And they're buying it. And then think feel like they've been misled does that make sense you know yeah so, i agree yeah i i struggle with whether or not to call them citrus tigers or not i'm hoping i get to the point where i'm going to make it you know its own line so like my pure tiger well, stock that i'm working is, with i what? think you have to i think you have to call them citrus tiger because we go back and there's that one animal that is like a we don't know question mark Right. And could be jungle, could be co- – I think you have to call them citrus tiger to bring attention to the fact that the lineage is not pure coastal. If you were just to call them tiger head albino, 
And I don't care. And, and I, I've gotten into this thing over the past uh, over the past couple of weeks. I've kind of run into a few customers that have taken uh, descriptions of animals I've sold them either out of context or completely wrong. And, like they didn't uh, understand it, it or something, right? Exactly. So it's almost like I, I want to start doing it to the point where you have no goddamn excuse. You know, it, it it's like it's a citrus tiger head albino. And then they, if they make the mistake of going pure coastal, everybody else will be like, oh, oh, no, 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 it's not. And be able to fire back because you said the words citrus tiger, you know, and that and that would be something which is why when we were talking earlier about ghost versus exanic caramel, that's why I'm going with exanic caramel, because there is no room for somebody taking what I've said and regurgitating it as wrong. So. Right. Yeah, I I don't know, man. That's a that's a that's one that I go back and forth with all the time, but that's you know, if yeah. people ever wonder if I think that like so my feeling with it is is that, you know, citrus tigers are something that were selectively bred for this specific look. You know, you can debate at the end of the day on whether that's genetic or not. I mean, I believe sure not. it is yeah. genetic because yeah is reproducible, but I don't believe that it's anything more than maybe selective breeding. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that was, I think, I I think when we had Travis on here, that was the question that I posed to him. And, and I don't know, I, I have to listen back to that show because my question was, you know, a lot of people were giving, giving Will Bird a hard time because they were saying that, uh, you know, he's saying that there's a magic gene and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if it's if it if it's reproducible, then I don't know. I mean, you can well, clearly see in some of the offspring where some of the offspring are brighter and yeah. they have better contrast and they have a specific look as opposed to right. others which do not. I so agree. what would you call that? I would say it's a reproducible gene, but also Wilbur did not do himself any favors because right. he's from the different group. He's from the same group of breeders like Caponetto and people like that where, oh, my God, it came out different. I'm going to give it a name. I'm going to charge more for its babies, and then we're going to see if it's reproducible. Oh, it wasn't? Delete all knowledge of it. So, yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's something. Again, that's another thing I struggle with. With even if I were to sell any of Poison Ivy's babies, which I wouldn't, it's but even never if I happen, would, people. Yeah, even if so, I well, would, well. like, do I do I call this something? Do I not call it something? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think well, you can really call it something until you I prove it out. Can. However, you want to set it apart from. Normal like this could be something. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make yeah. But it, and it does make sense. But in your special case, if you were to announce today on air that you're going to release some of the poison ivy babies, I know the people that they'd be going to. And I know the people that they would be going to know the risk of it and are willing to pay to see if it pans out. So that's like what, Nick? Yeah, right. 
guys like that that yeah. you know yeah. they would understand they would see how it goes and they would understand that but you know it it's i imagine it would be difficult because first off where do you price these things you know if I don't you have a brand new morph what what do you do 10 grand a baby no <laughs> and then it, 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 no of course not golf if you you were to throw that on a tiny little worm that you just hatched out without it being produced. I mean, what was it? Will was having trouble trying to sell that jungle project where if it had turned out to be a brand new morph, it's totally worth those three adult animals that are all of this morph project. Of course it is. The first zebras didn't, that went for that same exact kind of deal, but because the work wasn't put in yet and because, the morph wasn't you weren't able to present all the information as it being a uh breedable morph or genetic morph or prove how it's inherited nobody wants to pay that because it's a huge risk so i don't know i yeah, don't envy you i agree i think uh i think the one thing though that uh i see a lot uh, if i would have had the cash and would have had that disposable income. Yeah. I think I would have I would have pulled the trigger on that red thing. Just because I don't know, you know, I, I guess you'll never be able to prove was it proven that it was a pure jungle or not? I but to me I don't know. Yeah. I, oh I mean well I mean I, I thought think that the baby Balan produced, produced it, right? Yeah, Balan produced it. So it's pure jungle. The, ba- the, the founder animal was a female that Balin produced because I saw this thing in person. I almost bought it. I walked away, and Wilbert bought it. So, And the animal went from a red baby to a yellow and black adult, which is we were like, okay, shit happens. You know, It looked funky, but it turned out to be normal, to which right. Will said through the breedings he got some really funky-looking jungles. So in my opinion, it could totally be genetic. But he didn't do the thing of like crossing it back to one of its babies or all this other stuff. So, or at least I don't think he did. I don't remember exactly what everyone's major complaint with it was. But well, it was one of those, or they never, never bred it to a completely unrelated animal or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the people's main gripe was that they didn't necessarily that he didn't necessarily put the work into the project to sit there and you know say that it's a it's a proven uh, a thing. But clearly, there's something going on because the well, animals that he had that they're pretty much close to adulthood and and they look kind of wild. So. Yeah. Like to me, I would look at that and I would say, okay, well, I I can't necessarily take this in the direction of saying that this is something that's jungle. Although, just in case some information ever did come into my hands, like later down the the line, what I would do in managing that project is I would take it in two different directions. One, I would keep mm-hmm. it with jungles. I would never sell the babies as pure jungle, but here's the thing I don't understand, like why he got such a hard time about it. Number one, there's a lot of jungle people breeders out there that do produce animals that do have an undocumented animal in the lineage and nobody yes. says boo. Right. And the other right. thing is, it's like with red coastals. I mean, when they were first being produced, uh, the thing was, is that they kind of, that why people were poo poo on that gene in particular is that, when they became adults, 
oh, look, they turned into like a normal or a pretty coastal. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. have that red anymore. So it was kind of like, well, we know that that's the case with them. Why is it so far-fetched to believe that, you know, this is somehow related? Or maybe it has that coastal blood in it. Who knows? I, I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. But well, it still would be pretty it be cool to experiment with. Exactly. Or, or is it a jungle, or is it the same gene that just popped up in a pure jungle line? That's sure, nothing new. But what also is that I never understood is why people were going absolutely apeshit over uh, a, a brand new project that everyone that he was trying to say was um, inheritable as a recessive um, with a super form. I forget how he put it, but it, everyone was bitching him because he had only bred it to animals of the same line with like one animal, I think was out of the line or something like that. So it, it was people were like, you didn't do your due diligence. It's like everybody kind of forgot how tiger arrived on the scene. It was a recessive animal and the only proof everybody had from it is everybody breeding tigers to tigers. And everyone was shocked when they bred a tiger to a normal and they didn't get stripes. And they were like, oh, shit. So I don't know if people are freaking out because they totally forgot that tiger was out there and was disproven immediately than what it was advertised. And people spent a lot of money on tigers. Or people are remembering tigers and they don't want to jump into this knowing that this could kind of be a clusterfuck later down the road. So, right. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think anybody like Will would have the – would want to lie or mislead anybody like that. So, I, I think he just was throwing out what he had on the table and seeing who bit. And I think the project itself, if if the jungle was produced by Balin, which it was, the founder female, which right. was available for sale from Will Burke, even if you wanted to just get take the project to get her and then take it into a pure jungle, you could redo the project, take her, read it to a pure jungle with lineage, and see what happens. What I think is that people kind of wanted to do that but didn't want to spend the amount of money that was being asked for to do it. So yeah, like I, they I, want Wilbur to do all the work. Yeah, I, I thought the price that he did have on it was uh... – <laughs> it's a little, uh, a little steep. It was a little high, but yeah. imagine if it was proven out pure jungle, new morph with super forms that you have the only one. Well, pe- pe- people would have lost their minds, you know. Exactly. <laughs> they would, you know, you yeah, you'd make you make back that money and some. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I was trying to find if I. I guess I don't have a picture of that. I thought I did for sure. The. Uh, well, well, the the the, oh, the psycho whatever uh, did he ever give it a name? Uh, this is what he was calling a super. No, he just called it a red jungle. But you know, I know we've shared this before, but I just thought. Uh, yeah, but a red jungle, it's not a, it's not red. So. Yeah, it's more like a caramel jungle, you know. Yeah. In my in my opinion, but. I'd have that's it what it reminds me of. You yeah, know, it reminds me of uh, um, hmm. Will redid his site. Looks nice. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, but uh, that's a pretty cool looking snake. I don't care how you 
hey, toss it. But again, I guess that goes back to people just having a vision or whatever, you know, um, of what they want to do. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, trying to see the, the, where, where something can go potentially rather than apparently just sort of what's according, according to Will's site, that male that you just posted up the picture of, which that's a boy. Right. Uh, is did sell for $5,125. Yeah. I mean that's a pretty big <laughs> snake. I mean it's I mean that's not that's not a full grown adult, but uh, well maybe it is. I don't know, but I know if he kind of dude. It's a it's a boy. Oh, then it's that's a definitely that adult. is a that's a breedable male. That's a breedable male. That's a cool looking snake, man. I don't care what Isn't it is. Isn't it but nuts? Yeah, I think. It's... But then it's like when it comes down to it, and he had a red line baby, which it's a red jungle. Jesus. Yeah, I think Ooh, I have. Why is it you don't see these things? Like, you know, it. somebody bought that mail. Why am I not hearing about, you know. Well, they probably don't want the bullshit. Or, you know what well, I'm saying? Yeah, probably, but. I wouldn't want it. People like. Yeah, but how could you not, how could you help yourself? Jesus. Yeah. It's hard, you know. It's hard. We all have secret projects. Don't you have a secret project? No, I tell you everything. So, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, well, yeah, you know all my stuff yes, too. I but do. what I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm saying, I don't told you have you shit before the show? Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, projects. Don't the listeners wish they could know? <laughs> Just get Owen other buddy, drunk at no Carpenter. one cares a, other buddy, no one cares about your green tree. No one cares. Why is this on my chat? Ouch. Well, that in a room? I, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, other buddy, room? is that in a room? Are you listening live? Yeah. No, you're I just asked him that. All right, fine. Yeah. Whatever. Do it that way. It's probably easier. <laughs> um, I know he's been waiting on that clutch. It's a good one. Yeah, did he ever produce them before? Can't remember. I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I think this is his first clutch. That's good for him, man. Yeah. Congratulations. Other buddy. But, <laughs> <laughs> he he told me. He's like um he says he was trying to get this conjure off somebody and he signed the email buddy. And the guy wrote back, he's like, Buddy Bushemi, I've heard about you. He's like he's like, I would tell you the animal just so you could say that you got it and He's like, no, 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 I'm not Buddy Bashemi. I'm other Buddy. He goes, oh, I've heard of you, too. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> other Buddy. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Uh, it's a thing now. So he's got to be lit. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> it's, like how, it's like how people meet you for the first time. And they go, you're not that short. It's like, yes. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, they're expecting me to be like two foot two or something know. like that, you know? <laughs> it's the small things that, you know, make it all worthwhile. So Yeah, yeah, it's true. But good job, buddy. We're glad you got a clutch of a ruse. So. That's an aru biok pairing. Aha! Uh, so. Females and aru, so nice. Nice, so the males of biok. Yeah, that'd nice. be some cool babies. 
Well, they got the big dragon head, yeah. Yeah. Too bad, buddy. Too bad, buddy. Your first chondro pairing is uh, a hybrid, but <laughs> yeah, so with that. <laughs> oh, poor guy. I'm just kidding. Oh, dude. See, see, and you were yelling at me for you know busting the guy's balls, and you went right in too. So. Uh, it's nothing but love for other buddy. You know what I mean? It's just that's how he is. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get him a. I'm going to get him a rogue t-shirt that says other buddy on the back of it. So, like, you know. <laughs> uh, it's so awesome anyway. how these names just kind of stick. <laughs> it's like, oh, roll right what, out. With... This is what you are now. You are other buddy. This is yeah, You are other buddy yeah. now for the rest of your damn life. So <laughs> somehow we have to convince other buddy to take a trip with us to Australia because when we go, mm. just like Nick and Chris said, you know, how they busted on. Oh, right. I would imagine. Yeah. That oh, we're going to need Buddy there. <laughs> yeah, but he may have a psychotic episode and, like, murder me in the outback. So we might no. not want that to happen. This is how we calm him down. We just show him the chondro on the stick. <laughs> yeah, here's. <laughs> he will calm here, down, like, right your, away. Here's your tree He's ball. Like, <laughs> Look at the exactly. chondro. Show him this chondro. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, deep breath. Deep breath, other buddy. Look at the chondro. Look at him on the stick. There you go. Calm down, big guy. There you yeah, go. Good gonna, boy. <laughs> now, don't you text me tomorrow. You you text Eric, all right? Don't you don't you come at me yet. every Wednesday. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, no, you, you text Eric now. You go. Don't you bother uh, me tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so what else? <laughs> now I'm distracted. <laughs> it's going uh, down. Yeah. I do have a question um, in light it. of some uh, recent things that we've seen. Have you ever thought about uh, – and I have gotten quite a number of inquiries about this, but have you ever thought about shipping overseas? No, because I, it, it it's got to be way more trouble than it's worth. I mean, for me, just because I'm, I'm small scale and I don't have the top of the line morphs and I don't have really anything that what I would imagine would be worth. Because I mean, I don't charge for even shipping in the United States. I don't charge for the box, and you know, I don't charge for the heat pack. You don't? And How do you make I, any money? I said exactly right. There's there's always that tool bag that's like I build my own custom boxes. You're gonna pay for the box. I'm like I don't want this snake anymore. How about that? So it's like that's just something you never do. I I, you know and I I usually do flat rate shipping. You know it's like normally East Coast is fifty, West Coast is sixty, and the middle is we'll see how it goes. So right. And I do that, and, you know, I still get bitched at by people. So, obviously, you know, and if it comes down to, like, if if the bill is, like, 53 and change, I'm not going to charge you it. I'm just going to tell you to pay me 50 and get out of here. So, to do international shipping, to have the crate and to pay for the permits and the licensing to ship overseas to – do all that, I mean, the shipment would have to be pretty significant, wouldn't it? 
That's why Nick only does it, like, what, twice a year? Uh, yeah, I think so. But I guess I guess my the reason I asked that question is uh, you'd be, I can't believe how many people contact me uh, weekly about shipping overseas. And I know it's, it's for some of the stuff that we have here in the States that they don't necessarily have over there, citrus tigers, stuff like that. Um, right. But uh, I don't know. I get worried about how stressful it would be. Because uh, yeah, you know I get stressed when it's going across the country, let alone going across the Atlantic. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know if there's an easy way to do it or set it up or whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. I I've thought about it, but I would imagine that. Uh, so is Philadelphia considered? We're not considered a port, right? No, it'd have to go to. Uh, I think the closest that you could ship out out would be Baltimore. Okay. I think or, or New York or, or send it to somebody in Florida. I guess. I mean, there are. I know there. Are, I know there are major hubs, and because I've looked at like you know uh, Andrew and I've spoken about every once in a while monitor shipments or including some Python something in there from someplace. And he says that it would either be New York, Baltimore, or Miami, and that's pretty much East Coast. Okay. Um, and then, uh, of course, I could be completely wrong. Please don't crucify us. Um, uh-huh. So, it, it, but, again, it would be like driving my ass with a box. I mean, have you ever shipped Delta? No. I've never done that. Delta is a a bitch and a half. Now, I I started when Delta was still a thing, and then a lot of people, a lot of guys sent their high dollar carpet pythons via Delta. That's the only way. Will Didn't Leary, Leary always do that? Oh yeah. God, it was annoying. <laughs> so you know, with Delta, you got to go down to the airport. You have to go, which is annoying. Um, you have to go to the uh, hub on the side, which is where all the animals come in, as well as freight and stuff like that, you have to sign in and then you get your box. That was right. then. Now you go and the box has to be of wood construction for every animal. It used to be like you could get away with cardboard boxes for snakes and stuff. Wood construction uh-huh. for every animal. You have to show the guy there what the hell it is. Like show them the animal. Um, then they have to secure the animal, which is like, you know, zip tying the bag or whatever, then they have to secure the box, which means the dude at Delta puts the drills in the box, or put the, puts the screws in the box to, to seal it down. They put a bunch of tape on it, and then it's good to go. So, and that's just in the country Delta. And that's like, you know, I think most of the only ones that can do Delta are monitors do, do a lot of Delta, um, as well as Venomous does Delta, or should do Delta. If you're a Venomous person and you're sending it through the mail, please refer to the beginning of the show when we yelled at you people. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I could do it to send a giant crate of shit across the sea. I imagine it would be really annoying. So Yeah. And what if they didn't contact you for a while to let you know that it arrived? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, a lot of headaches involved pack- with that. Exactly. And there are certain packing regulations like, uh, Crocodilians have to be completely taped 
mouth taped shut and has to like, and then they have to be inside boxes and that. So like, I can't like, I know there has to be some sort of regulation for how the snakes have to be individually packed or something like that. So, right. yeah, it, it, it sounds like a huge annoyance, which is again, probably why Nick only does it like twice a year or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, well, yeah, he does ship out. So he ships out to Paul, and then I guess Paul DVs it up from there. But uh, Yeah, and I, I think Nick said he shipped to Canada a few times too. It's It's got to be mind-numbing. So I don't know. I don't want to do it. So I've yeah. been contacted by a few people too. The one guy was just trying to get my attention about that diamond uh, jungle jag that I have. That uh, ivory diamond jungle jag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get, yeah, yeah. He wanted, he wanted it so badly, and he wanted babies from it, and he was just blowing me up. And I'm like, well, I'm like, where are you at? I'll put you on the list. Like, you know, he's like, well, do you ship international? I'm like, no, I don't ship international. You, you mean you can't ship to Australia? Oh hell no. So <laughs> it's like, Whoa, there, buddy. <laughs> you don't know any of the rules. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, uh, that's uh, a negative. Yeah, yeah, no, not happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day, but you know, for right now, I, I, I got my hands full with just trying to sell shit in the U.S., let alone ship it out. But uh, I would imagine if if I did this full time, that would probably be something that I would try to pursue because you would try to get those sales. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, and well, also, I, it's it, it's funny with different markets and different animals. Like sometimes uh, with with Andrew, uh, he had a few times, I think a few years ago, some big breeder in Europe bought all his baby blackthroats at higher than market value because there were no baby blackthroats produced in Europe last the, that year. So, you know, Andrew could either keep them and sell them for this much. Or let them go overseas and receive this much. So, you know, right. that and the other thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else do I got on the list? Um, I don't know. What else you got? Uh, the hell else was I going to say? Um, I did run into Dave Means this weekend, and he was at the Havre Grace Reptile Show actively campaigning for that uh, pending ban on Richmond. Okay. The uh, constrictors over three feet. So he's supposed to give me an update of how that goes and uh, let us know everything. So if you uh, are in the Richmond area and you want to go out to that uh, – Vote and discussion. Uh, if you want to do the pencil in or you want to do the email in, uh, please contact David Means or Chris Foley, and they will tell you in the right direction. Uh, obviously, this is not an issue for a lot of people because they don't live in Richmond, but it could very quickly become an issue. So we want you to think of it like that, is that if you don't kind of stamp this out now, for all you know, you're next. So, Yes. So this That's is the uh, I'm going to read I'm going to read this off because this is from um, U.S. Arc. So yep, uh, there was there was a few alerts that came up, but uh, 
if you want to check out all of the current alerts that are going on as far as legislation when it comes to uh, keeping reptiles or exotics, you can check it out at us slash alerts. Um, let's see. We got Arlington County, which uh, Owen was just talking about, which is basically a sweeping ban. This is a broadly sweeping and far overreaching proposal will outright ban the future ownership of very commonly kept species that include uh, and includes vague language, which bans all pets except dogs, cats, and fish. Officials are hearing more support from animal rights group than the opposition uh, from animal owners. Uh, Send emails, make phone calls, and let your opposition be heard now. And there's a link to where you can send uh, your email in Massachusetts. Uh, they are, uh, there's a bill S four nine Oh is an animal rights written and driven bill meant to eliminate, uh, the exhibition of animals outside of permanent facilities such as zoos. Uh, while the reported purpose is to end animals in circuses and similar events, the language of the bill bill could be interpreted to affect educational outreach and similar programs. This is a simple case of another overreaching and unnecessary law. Although the bill language may seem to be focused on certain types of performances, uh, um, the verbiage is intentional and the animal rights groups know it. Um, Apparently in Nevada and Texas, there's a dangerous wild animal ban. State-level bans on on species defined within the bill's uh, and you can find the two bills um, on the page as well. And, man, there's a lot of shit going on. Um, there's also <laughs> one in – well, that is the one for Nevada, right? Nevada? Yeah. Uh, so uh, – and that – all those links are over on the uh, Facebook page, uh, Morelli Python Radio's Facebook page. I shared it there. You can check it out. So – I would say that if you guys can uh, can give some support, definitely go and um, uh, do it. Send emails, make some phone calls, whatever the case would be. Uh, show some help. Because I think, you know, Dave was saying it last week. Uh, I think one of the things that we have to think about is one day it may be here, you know, and you want people mm-hmm. to help you as well. So, Well, it's funny because uh... – there were a few people that apparently said that this was not the first time they've tried something like this, but last time they went statewide. And there were a lot of people that showed up to kind of denounce it for the statewide, but since they're just doing the one county, a lot of the people that showed up for the statewide aren't showing up for this one county because they don't live in it. And it's like that's, that's really a dumb way to look at this. Because yeah. it would only really take, you know, uh, one overzealous person in your county to attempt to do it. I mean, like he was saying, there was a rumor that a cop was bitten by a venomous animal and a bunch of other stuff was going on. So th- there's a lot of stories that could easily turn this into a very big thing, especially now. I-, I guarantee you they're not being helped by the fact that there's a cobra that's being covered on the news that it was loose in Florida. So that is probably kicking them right where it hurts. Um, And of course I've seen that story 10 times now. And and what Cobra picture do you think they're using for this thing? 
what cobra picture? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What king cobra? It's a king. Yeah, full blown king, looking all pissed off, hooded up, and it's like, yeah, okay. So the cobra that's loose is like a three foot, and they're showing pictures of this like twelve foot king cobra, and it's like, yeah, great. So you know, obviously, this is something that should be dealt with, and we should have our support for. Um, there should be no instance where the animal rights guys are having are out there stronger than we are. So definitely right there if you can. Yeah. Well, that's a bad way to end the show. I know. <laughs> Let's finish it a good way. Yeah. Uh, other buddy saying that I'm going to become a chondro breeder. Let's all laugh at him now. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> Just like I said. Yeah. Bumpy chondros, yes. Bumpy chondros, yes. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Never gonna happen. I will say this. He, I'm pretty excited. Uh, uh, I'll leave it on this. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'm pretty excited about next season for myself. I have some pretty stellar pairings prepared and ready to go. Um, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, I mean, I have things like. Uh, let's see. Uh, hopefully the poison ivy babies will be up to size and ready to go. Uh, the citrus tiger head albino stuff will be ready to go. Uh, I have, I'm going to be producing, uh, exanic, uh, jags and exanic coastals that are pure. I could produce ghosts (gasps) that are pure. Pure coastal? Pure coastal. Um, oh, I got well, a I know where I'm doing my shit ton of IJ projects that I could do that no, just no one are, cares. Move you know, on. selectively no, bred. No, move. Stop talking about the IJs. Move back to the coastal. Uh, you go. Let's see. What else? Uh, coastal, coastal-wise? Um, well, I do have uh, – actually, I got it from Eric uh, Hernandez. I got a beautiful female coastal um, that she will be ready to go, uh, and I'm going to breed that with my M-Pen um coastal uh, uh a pairing that i've been waiting a long time for Come will on. be v and Come molly on. ringwald that's yeah. all pure coastal <laughs> so that'll be pretty awesome yeah. Yeah. uh red jags red tiger jags red tigers uh you know so that should be pretty sweet all right all right all right screw everybody i am first in line for that and the exotic jags uh, no one else yeah i'm going to be doing all a I'm going to be breeding my albino zebra jag to an exanic zebra. So wrap your head around that one. Uh, I don't want to. Double head snows, super zebras, uh, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, Are you going to try to breed that exanic female again that, like, has apparently just been flipping you off for the past, like, three years, four years? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I finally got her nailed down. She's eating good, but I also have an adult female het exanic, so right. I could go so either way. Get her. Oh, double het granite exanics. Yeah. <laughs> Do I want to get rid of her? No. <laughs> if you want to get rid of her or the het, no. you call me. Again, don't call other people. Uh, um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, I got uh, – this is going to be – I got a million ways to do this one, but uh, caramel. I have a female caramel uh, granite zebra. 
Uh, I could take that to a granite zebra. I could take it to caramel heck granite boy. I could take it to, let's see what else. Uh, there's a couple different ways. I have a caramel jag heck granite that I could breed the uh, granite zebra with, or I could braid the caramel granite and produce like uh, super caramel granite jags. Um <sighs> What else? Oh, this is a pure coastal project that I'm pretty excited about. The um, I'm listening. The Balin stuff that I got that was from his uh, what he called the Tiger Jag Sib, the Tiger Jag Sib. That's like really that yeah. bone white stuff. So yeah. I have I have a coastal. Her name's Akko, um, and she's a pretty phenomenal coastal. And I got this really sort of. Uh, I guess what you would call back in the day, like lesser tigers where it's like, uh, you know, the stripe isn't the, it, it, you know, there's a stripe down the isn't back, there. It's sort of like ladders, right. you know what I mean? It's not like a straight stripe, uh, but he's bone white. So my hope is, is that I'm trying to produce ivory tigers that are pure coastal. Uh, so that should be a be pretty nice. exciting project. Um, what else? Shit, man, there's just a lot of stuff. So, uh, although, like I said, I took the uh, this season off, but you know, there's there's tons of shit that's going to be happening next year, and I'm I'm glad I waited. And, you know, I'm I'm super excited about about you know next year's season. Uh, yeah, dude. Week, so very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't I don't really have. Uh, a whole lot else. I don't know if you have anything else you want to hit on. Nah, I got nothing. So we'll uh, we'll see what trouble we can get into next week. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully uh, I'm working on a, uh, a Chondra roundtable. Um, yep. Just to give you a little preview, uh, some of the people, well, the people that are invited so far are uh, Harlan Wall, Ian Bissell, Buddy Buscemi, Bill Stiegel, and I'm trying to get one of the guys from Reptilinks, uh, because the Chondra Roundtable is going to focus on Chondra nutrition and hydration and some of the misconceptions of both. And um, those guys have uh, have done some work uh, with some of that stuff that should be pretty interesting and will make for, uh, I think, uh, one of the best shows Um Every once in a while, you get those shows that people talk about forever, the Terry Phillip episode, you know, things like mm-hmm. that, where, you know, it's just one of those things where everything is on point. Harlan's episode, when he was on, if you didn't listen to it, uh, definitely worth a listen. Um, I like those shows because I don't have to talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They do it uh, for us. Uh, I always love talking to the GTP Keeper uh, family. Over there, they're still not making any money for us, Owen. But uh, you know, we'll no, keep no, no, no. The beatings will commence <laughs> till morale improves. Yes, so, Jesus. You know yeah. what do we got to do, man? Uh, you know these people so, underneath of us got to. We got to no. <laughs> we got to go to Texas, and we got to get Bill off his ass and getting that shit working, and then we'll deal with Buddy at Carpet Fest. Okay, all right. Yeah. We'll we'll take yeah. care of it. These guys Whack. better shape up or ship out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But, uh, nah, so that's the show we're working on. I got a couple carpet people 
um, that I'm trying uh, that I'll be getting in touch with. And um, I think we have a blood show at some point. Uh, well, I should say Borneo <laughs> show because it's probably more geared towards that. But with Frank, uh, Frank Good, I haven't forgotten about that. That should be pretty good. Uh, but so some cool stuff lined up. Um, and I'm hoping that this year Keith McPeak produces Boland's Pythons because uh, yes! it's looking pretty good for him. And uh, if he does, um, it'd be pretty cool to uh, have him come on and, and talk about it. Because I'm sure if I produce Boland Pythons, I would want some kind of outlet to talk about it as well. <laughs> Even if I don't know what I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, Even uh, if it's, I put the boy and the girl together and got eggs. So. Yeah. So some pretty cool stuff lined up, uh, which will lead us right into Carpet Fest, which will lead us right into the uh, 2018 calendar contest because we're going to do that early. We'll do it early. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited. Family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the end of next month. Um, I need something to sell at Tinley. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the end of next month uh, will be the Southern Carpet Fest. Um, we're going to be getting our tickets, uh, what, a couple days? Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're down in that area, you should definitely check it out. It's April, what, 29th, I believe it is? Is that when it is? 29th, 28th, 27th? I thought it was 28th, 29th, because I, I, I pretty much blocked out, like, those four days. So I know it's near the 28th. It's so, the last weekend of April. April, um, yep. 28th, well, the actual Carpet Fest is on the 29th. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you're in that area, get in touch with uh, Evan uh, Browder or uh, Bill Siegel, and uh, they'll they'll give you more information on that. Uh, yep. And then, uh, like I said, the Northeast Carp Fest uh, will uh, will be uh, happening uh, June 3rd. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, stay tuned for more details. Now that uh, I'll have a decent computer again, I'll be able to get all that. Uh, info as far as hotels because there's a ton of hotels around here man so yeah you know you'll you'll be able well, you'll be fine i figure once we get back from southern carpet fest we'll really start hitting the ground and planning what we need to do for our carpet fest and uh we'll start working on the list of you know what everybody's bringing and uh who's got to do what and we'll start ticking that down if you're in the area of eric's house uh Consider your consider this your notice that uh, you will be tapped to do things. So looking <laughs> at you, Matt Minatola. So you know there's a few things that we might try to get people to do for us or to help us set up. So uh, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, I was hoping that I could have that fire pit set up by that time. I don't know if if worse comes to worse, I'll just buy one of those uh, uh, local. I got one. You, you bought know, me one. Smaller you ones. Good. However we yeah. have to do it, but, uh, we'll you know, I don't know. Yeah. With all this, uh, remodeling that I'm doing around the house, um, you know, I still got to take on the bathroom. I got, I got a lot of stuff I got to do. So, <clears throat> um, I'll do the fire pit. Just leave me alone in your backyard for like a day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> no wow, problem. You said yes to that really fast. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I'll pay you in snakes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to Holy shit this might happen Alright alright I got this don't worry I'll do this I yeah. don't I. You can count on me So Just YouTube it man you'll figure it out 
I'll figure it out. I got it. Fine. You want yeah, to right? my Dory first? Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. You don't need to know. Fine. Who cares? <laughs> um, Why is Owen building a very large structure in our yard? Pay don't worry no about it. attention to that. <laughs> Look at the dog. <laughs> Look at the dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that, but I know I'm not going to – I know I have to just face facts that I'm not going to have everything remodeled that I want by the time people come, but it is what it is. So uh, I'm just trying to get the most important stuff done. Um, who? What else? What else? What else? So, yeah, I mean, uh, if you're – like Owen said, if you're in the area, Carpet Fest is definitely something that uh, that you should want to come and check out. Um for sure. Come and hang out with us. Um, maybe we'll we'll try to set up a trip. Um, I don't know, for some of the Good. stragglers Sunday. on the next yeah. day, you know, go somewhere, do yeah, something. Like, uh, the one time we went up to uh, Reptiland, maybe we'll try to do something close by you, which would probably be Philly. So. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can uh, take a trip down. We could always go to the Philly Zoo or something like that, but I don't know if that's uh, – you know, I guess uh, I don't know. I don't know. I got we'll Philly see. Zoo connections. Let me uh, let me interrogate to some people that I know who work there. Okay. Kyle. Yeah, maybe we can hook something so, up. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. He's usually at Carpet Fest, so uh, yeah. I know. Feel. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Um, obviously we'll be doing an auction, so yeah. Uh, yeah. If you have something you want to contribute for that, we'll get that going. Yeah, we'll get that all going. Which, speaking of which, so I guess when you come to the house, I, I'm going to he- need your help in sexing some snakes. So, I got this. I'll, yeah, I got this. Cool. Yeah. Sex pythons, I think. So. I can too, but uh, I just always like to double check, you know what I mean? Make sure <laughs> my results are uh, the same as somebody else's results. But, uh, so, uh, okay. I guess we'll wrap it up. Um as far as us, check out uh, – you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, at Morelia Python Radio. Uh, check out our website at MoreliaPythonRadio.com if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, etc. Info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Um, what else? As far as myself, EBMorelia.com. Um, that's my uh, website. And – uh, hopefully, um, I'll have some YouTube video content in the near future, um, and you can check out my Facebook page, E.B. Morelia, uh, for quick updates and uh, what's going on. Um, if you have any questions or uh, anything like that, uh, I'm not shipping now, uh, but the shipping window will be opening soon, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, within a month. <clears throat> so I'm going to start putting some uh, some of those citrus tiger head albinos and stuff up for sale. Uh, so if you're in the market for any of that kind of stuff, hit me up uh, and uh, we'll see what we can work out. Uh, I think that's – I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, EB Morelia. And I think that's all I got. Cool. Uh, what I got, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com, check out all the stuff we have going on there. Uh, just like Eric, I'm not shipping because there's like two feet of snow outside. Um, 
but we will open that up soon. Uh, we have eggs coming from a bunch of different pairings, so if you wanted to get on the list for any of those, let me know. Uh, before anybody asks, we did not produce any black phase white lip this year. For the love of God, stop emailing me. So, um, the next show that's coming up would probably be the April Hamburg show, but I am also attending Oaks, the Oaks shows, the Habit or Grace shows, and the White Plain shows in between. So if you want a baby and don't want it shipped and are going to any of those shows, I can deliver to those shows. So uh, go ahead and reach out to us. Um, that's all I got. Also, you can go to Facebook and look up Rogue Reptiles. So do that too. So that's all I got. And uh, that's all we have for you guys this week. So uh, we will catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. Good night.